Hello, this is Doug McPherson from Size 10 and a Half Boots, welcoming you to the latest edition of the Coffee Cast. And today I'm joined by John Andrew, who's a partner at JMW Solicitors, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about a topic that comes up an awful lot, as you can imagine, when we're talking to lawyers and accountants about business development and marketing. It's it's a free tool that pretty much everybody uses, but I don't think that everybody gets the best out of it. And that tool is LinkedIn. So, John, welcome to the Coffee Cast. Thanks very much, Doug. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Um, we have a funny little tradition on the Coffee Cast when we've got a debutante on, of which you are one, being as it's your first time here. What's what's your favourite coffee? Oh, macchiato. There you go. That's a good one. Do you know what? The, yeah. the, the last person I was talking to said Cortado. So it's nice that we've actually got some affectionados on that know what they're doing. <laughs> exactly. Well, if I can tell, all the people I work with are, are Cortado drinkers. So uh, I'm the exception to that, mate. <laughs> Basically, I'll accept anything that isn't a flat white, which, as all listeners know, is the Beatles of the coffee world. <laughs> I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, John, as I said in the... Um, in the preamble, what we're going to talk today, and I'm, I'd also like to put it out there that this is part one of two, um, yeah. as we talked about before. The first part is very much about LinkedIn. You're a really active LinkedIn user. Better still, you've actually got it doing stuff for you. So just to kick us off, do you want to explain what it is about LinkedIn that you like? Yeah, the thing about LinkedIn is I think it's it's come on leaps and bounds in the last three or four years, I would say. I um, I joined it when it first started up, really didn't do very much on it. Um, I think Microsoft probably acquired it a few years ago, and it's really yeah. boomed since then. Um, w- what I like about it is it, it gives an exposure to such a wide audience for us. You know, generally speaking, trying to do our, our own posts on, on our websites are okay, but we reach a limited audience. Yeah. LinkedIn, I think I'm up to about 3,000 followers now. So, so the reach we get from that is, is huge. And, and personally, it's been a fantastic marketing tool. And fantastic in what way? What, what results are you seeing from <coughs> your use of LinkedIn? Well, I give you some idea. I think on average, um, I'm getting six or seven inquiries a week for, for new work. Wow. Two or three of those are converting to deals. Um, I'm pretty lucky that I've, I've been able to connect up with a couple of guys who specialize in online training for people who want to buy and sell businesses, which is the work that I do. Yeah. Um, so people there linked in to watch his podcast or, or watch their podcasts, watch their YouTube channels. Um, I, I do some work with those guys. So I've done some podcasts. I've done some seminars with them, which they've posted. So People look at those, watch those, and then naturally come across to my LinkedIn profile, and that's where the work's coming from. And, I mean, when you start talking about numbers like half a dozen new inquiries coming across in a week and half of those converting, that's without, you know, sparing your blushies, that's a heck of a long way ahead of the usual figures that you hear in terms of social media use. What is it you're doing that's creating that level of engagement? Um, well, as I said, I've done podcasts with the uh, with the guys who are doing the online training. So the the material that we've we've done with them is is directly relevant to um, what their audiences are, are interested in. So we will talk about how to buy and sell businesses, what the differences between an asset 
sale and purchase and a share sale and purchase, all, all the real fundamentals. So in many ways, on that direct sort of contact that I've got, the, the, the content that we do is, is directly relevant to, to their audience. Yeah. Um, on a broader scale, we... Um, or what I post on there is, is a mixture of content. So I, I will put some updated posts if we get something coming through our, our firm, you know, all the usual stuff you see on LinkedIn. But um, I'll also put some personal stuff on there as well. So, you know, I'll let people know if I'm going off golfing. Um, I'll put stuff on there about so – actually, the biggest the biggest response I ever got on LinkedIn was when uh, I took my dog to work and uh, posted a picture <laughs> But the engagement you get from that, you know, you've got something like 15,000 views. But what that means is 15,000 people have had, a look at, have had a look at my profile and maybe seen it for the first time. But it's, it's that first initial contact that, that, that brings them in. And I think the, the whole question of personal is a really important one because, you know, you are a professional at the end of the day. So there's only a certain, you know, you want to show who you are as a person as well as who you are as a lawyer. Yeah. How, how far do you think you can go with that? And for those perhaps more junior fee earners in the firm, what direction would you push them in just so that they're comfortable actually showing some more of themselves? Um, yeah, I, I, there's a really fine line between how much personal stuff I think you put on yeah. LinkedIn. You know, it's, it, it's not a Facebook medium. It's, it's not Twitter. Um, so I, I, I put personal stuff in a, a very low level so it will just let people know what interests i've got you know yeah. playing golf is, is something i like to do um so that's a way of engaging people and, and those posts get lots of reaction um a little bit of personal stuff not not family stuff but as i say taking the dog to work it, enough to let people know that you've got a personality that that you're not just a lawyer <laughs> hopefully that you're not too dull and and just to promote some interaction that's beyond a straight selling pitch or a straight selling post um I, I think that's really important my my use of linkedin really is driven by the fact that i want people to have a look at it think you know what we're quite interested in, in finding out a bit more about that firm about that person not just driving to say i want to do work for you yeah and you mentioned earlier that you do quite a lot of work with online training providers online businesses yeah and how do you get that specialism across in your in what you're posting um well as, as i said I, I link across quite actively to all the posts that they put on so if they're um if they're running an online seminar or if they've done a new youtube posting I, i'll link across to that similarly they they will like or or um repost any post that we do so that that business interaction works works really well and we get we get exposure to, to their audience to, to their subscribers that they get access to the people that, that are following me. So it, it grows exponentially, really. And do you find that you get an uptake in LinkedIn requests after you've, you know, used those channels and, and tried to broaden out your audience in that way? Yeah, absolutely we do. Certainly, I think the last live seminar that we did, which was at the end of January with one of these guys, I probably picked up 15, 20 new connections, a mixture of people who had actually gone on the course in real life or had watched it being streamed um they make contact say look we, we saw you we're actually either in the process of looking to buy a business or we are buying a business so i would say probably it's a direct result of that last seminar we probably picked up 10 deals i would say 
Right. So it's, it's really worthwhile. That's a mixture of people who have, you know, are actively connected to the guys who run the seminar or who've just picked it up online. Um, are there any other sources of news and updates that you use? Do you post sort of broader stuff from, um, from J, JMW or, or do you pick stuff out of the newspapers? How do you keep yeah, it we fresh? Do. Yeah, we do. I mean, we we run fairly regular podcasts from from our Manchester office. There's right. a guy called Doc Walker who daily posts a, a very short, you know, it might be three or four questions to one of our lawyers on, on something that's topical. So, I, I would always like that material, and, and I'll post it on my site. What I try not to do is to post too much material daily, I, because from my own perspective, if I see somebody posting every day on LinkedIn. After a while, I, I stop. I stop looking at it because it's sort of like I'm I always not start wondering what they actually do for a living. If you're sat <laughs> yeah, well, on there posting three or four times every day, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I will. You know, you'll probably find that I, I will. I will post something personally, maybe, maybe every two or three weeks. I, right. I will like stuff daily, and then if people see that I've liked it, they might go and look at it. But what they won't do is get inundated with, you know, the latest case law or the latest piece of legislation that's come in on a daily basis for me because i just think lots of people do that and it, it gets lost in the gets lost in the, in the noise of everything else yes. that's going on what about self-promotion because i know as, as a corporate lawyer you must do tombstones after you've completed a a deal just putting the general facts together do you put those out on your feed uh yeah occasionally i mean i, I would probably again only do that maybe four or five times a year for, for, for the really really big deals right um I, and, and that's because personally I'm, I'm not sure if and this is a personal thing if i like seeing firms saying look we've done this massive deal this is how how great we are i i, I know i know that's probably not what a marketeer would want to hear but you know we do nice deals we do we do nice deals on, on a weekly basis but i save that for the really big ones something that's really worth shouting about and this is perhaps a bit of a cheeky question but what turns you off on linkedin what off, off of linkedin yeah what, what you know as as it's popping oh. up across your feed um what kind of things turn you off um do you know what? I, I don't like I don't like negative negative posts. My, my view, and that's not because I, I don't like taking criticism. I'm happy to do that. I, I just sort of have the view that LinkedIn is, is is a business medium. It's not a like I said, it's not Facebook. It's not Twitter. Yeah, you, 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 you don't have to follow people. If there's something that you don't like, just come off of them. Stop following them. But I, I find putting negative stuff on is. Uh, I just sound, I'm not reading that. I'm not, not interested in it. No, I think that's a great point. Um, obviously, your principal objective of being on LinkedIn is to win work, and you're winning work, as I said, at a much higher rate than possibly anybody else that I've ever spoken to <laughs> off the back of LinkedIn, which is just fantastic to hear. But, and this is a little bit of a precursor for uh, for part two, but. Once you're in these conversations and you've got these new connections and, you know, you're liking and sharing and a little bit of engagement's coming up. Yeah. How do you push those forward so that, you know, virtual connections actually turn into opportunities? Um, really gently, actually, because, I again, I look at it from being on the receiving end. So, yes. 
Um, in fact, coming back to your earlier question, what, 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 what turns me off of LinkedIn? If somebody wants to follow me, th- that's absolutely fine. But then if I immediately get a sales email from them, I just think, oh, you're kidding. I, I, I oh, I'm com- completely the same. And it's always some cut and paste banal rubbish. And I'll tell yeah. you, this is a true story. It was two weeks ago. I got exactly that. Somebody, we're both in, we're both based in Nottingham. Yeah. You might be interested in this complete cut and paste. We'd been a client of his seven years ago, which I pointed out. No, No I said, not only have you broken the golden rule, which is basically, you know, tailgate me straight after accepting a a request, but you've you've actually pitched me and I know exactly who you are because I used to pay you money. (laughs) <laughs> which is just a horrific well, story well I mean, what, what, I, what I find mad as well is, is when I get those quite often that there's absolutely no way in the world that I could give them the work that they're looking for in any event you know I I don't deal with my firm's you know PI renewals all those sorts of sales yes. approaches that you get and I think to myself, well do you know what if you're going to send something like that at least have a proper look at my profile and see see what I do um so coming back to your question, how, how, how do I do that? I, I don't make direct approaches. So what I tend to do is we might have a couple of exchanges of emails. Um, I, will, I will look at their profiles regularly. And if there's something on there that I like, I will like it. And I will, I will, keep, I will keep in touch with them is what I will do. So yeah. if, they've, if they've got an anniversary, which comes up on LinkedIn, I'll say, you know, congratulations, all, all that usual stuff. What I won't do is go to them and say, you know, I can do this for you because I think if they if they have linked in with me, they can see what I do. So so it's not a hard sell. It's actually growing a relationship, and and that's a two way thing. So there's a guy that I've I've linked up with probably a year ago called uh, Luke Doran, who's, who's an online trainer. Now I've done nothing with Luke for a year, but we regularly exchange emails, and I've just got to the stage where I think, do you know what? Actually, I'd quite like to do something with him. So I've set an appointment up next week. So. It could be a slow burn, but I think that's far better building that relationship than going in with a hard, hard sell, which again, probably reflects on the fact that I don't really like putting on, you know, sales pitches on, on, onto my LinkedIn page. I just don't, it just doesn't sit right with me. Well, I just really like the fact that you started off that answer with the word gently, because yeah. to me, that's, that's what it's about. And then as you, you know, as you were talking, you said it's about building relationships. I think that's yeah. absolutely right. Nobody wants a hard sell. No, and, and, and it works because actually <laughs> over, over the course of time, you know, I might need a particular service and, and I know in the back of my mind who, who I've exchanged emails with on LinkedIn. And actually three or four times in the last couple of years, I've gone back to my emails to, to find out who that was and make contact with them. So I think a slow burn does work. Um, we like to end an episode of the Coffee Cast with three top tips. So I'm going to ask you it in a slightly different way today. Yeah. If a junior colleague came to you and said, you know what, John, I can see you on LinkedIn and you're active and all that kind of thing. What are the three tips you give me as a novice to get up and running with LinkedIn? Okay, that's a really good question, actually. So the first thing I would say is is build your network. So you know, get people following you, follow and follow people in return. I think secondly, don't post too frequently, but what you do post should be of interest. And as I say, probably a mixture of work and a little bit personal, but but don't cross that line. And and thirdly, don't be too pushy on it. 
Fantastic. I couldn't add anything to that and completely agree with all, all the points. So as I have said, I think twice during the, um, during our conversation today, you have agreed to come back on and talk us through once you've made these virtual contacts and, you know, you've used the perfect example today with the meeting that you've set up for next week, how you engineer those meetings, how you run those meetings and, hopefully how you get something out the other end of those meetings. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. So let's, let's leave the audience wanting more and okay. uh, promise that I'll be back with John in a week or two to, to pick up on those points and carry on what I think has been a really, really engaging conversation and some fantastic tips in there. So, John, thanks ever so much for your time. No, thanks for having me, Doug. Cheers. It's been a pleasure. Um, as always, you can follow me at BD in Law. Um, you can pick up all of our white papers, top tips, and all sorts of other bits and pieces from 10.5.co.uk forward slash resources. And if there's anything you want to be covered in an upcoming coffee cast, or if you'd even like to be a guest yourself on an upcoming coffee cast and put yourself through the torture test that John just has, you can email me at douglas at 10.5.co.uk. And we shall go from there. But until the next episode, thanks for listening and cheerio.